to Geek and Friends. I am your host, Scott Davis, right alongside me, the Flag Smasher, Jason Hickey. Better than New Captain America. Dang. Actually, you know what? With your political views, I would go with uh, Captain America. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's a little bit of an oversimplification, but... <laughs> I just like to make fun of you, and you know that. I know. I know. You're a terrible person. I'm not going that far. <laughs> But I will say I'm a stinker. Yes, that is that is a fact. So, uh, what are we talking about today? Falcon and Winter Soldier, episodes three and four. Excellent. So I'm going to say this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to be purely bluntly honest. Yes, I've read comic books, and yes, I do read a lot of stuff other yeah. than that. But I didn't really read that much on Flag Smasher, and I didn't read. I don't really read a lot about you know. Baron Zemo and things like that. Okay. It wasn't really... The, the, so, I don't have as many as I say when I redid the WandaVision. Well, so this is going to be a thin episode is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to give you, you know, a, a little backing of, yes, I am a nerd. Yes, I'm a geek. Yes, I'm the comic guy in, in this podcast. But there are limitations upon geeks stuff. So, it's like, if, if we ever did the a podcast on, like, The Punisher, mm-hmm. I have absolutely nothing. No, no, I, 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 I was just the Punisher was never my cup of tea. That's fair. But when we, if we did the Daredevil, yes, right, all right. If we do Captain America on his own as Steve Rogers Cap, yes. Falcon, no. <laughs> Bucky, no. Just you, you see where I'm at? Oh yeah. All right. No, I, <laughs> just because this is in our wheelhouse and it's something that we greatly enjoy and that we want to talk about doesn't mean we know every single thing about the background. Yes. There's plenty of other sites, there's plenty of other podcasts that are going to do that. If we don't fulfill that, listen to us anyway. We need the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, let's dive into episode three. Episode three. Now, here's where it's entertaining because it's, you know a lot of action, everything going in, going in it. Mm-hmm. But we, we're getting Zemo coming out of jail. Yes. Personally, I loved it mm-hmm. because I think that... As much as I love the interaction between Sam and Bucky, I think they have a great dynamic. Once you throw Zemo into that, I think it gets even better. Oh, yes. And the fact that when we Zemo gets out of jail and he goes to the car and they get to the plane and he, he goes and he grabs the mask, mm-hmm. like that's the Zemo mask. Ah. That, that right there is, yes, that is Baron Zemo. <laughs> and he is Baron Zemo because he does say that his family in Sarkovia before was had a baronhood right and so he was a baron right it's something they never touched on in civil war because i I don't necessarily think the russos were going for that aspect of him they were using the name and not necessarily his background but then they're diving more into it in this yes and i thought it was played to great effect because like i said the dynamic between the three of them is really good exactly and when we look at just what they were doing Mm -hmm. you know having to go to madapur yeah to go and get find out more about the serum and everything like that and we get more of the power broker knowing that the power broker is fully in charge of the madripoor itself yep madripoor is a completely fictional land right it's it's like wakanda yeah fictional for the purposes of the comic yes now here's the thing though i know madripoor because this is where wolverine was back in the day okay. he used to be um a guy named patch Okay. He wore an eye patch. He was, you know, this, this is before the X Men. Right. I did read online that Madripoor had its origins in the X Men. Yeah. Yeah. So it it had it dealt with that, and then also Madripoor had a lot to do with with Magneto and the young time displaced X Men. 
and that is a story long long story <laughs> that was a great comic run though yeah but it's it's confusing and i'm just gonna say go read it if you want to <laughs> yes fair enough but yeah so madripoor is kind of important it is a very important fictional land though right it's it's essentially like tortuga was in the pirates of the caribbean movies it's a, yes it's the it's the inmates running the asylum essentially exactly exactly and it was supposed to be a take on if australia became you know because australia was originally a colony for a penal colony yeah and if australia became fully just developed (laughs) as a penal so if if they if they developed how they did but they remained a land of criminals yes okay yes does that make more sense yeah that that does make a little bit more sense it's it's more topical yes (laughs) (laughs) so we're we're going around madripoor and there's uh, trying to search to find out about the who is making this you know serum. They meet up with some um, random middle level tier boss. Yeah, uh, I think her name was Selena or Sella or something like that. You know she, what? It uh, don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it don't matter at all. Uh, she's been let go. Yes, I, I did love the way they got in though. I think it was great that Zemo was in charge mm-hmm. and Bucky had to act like he was you know the old Winter Soldier, the mindless drone. Mm-hmm. And Sam had to be a pimp arms dealer. Now, here's a fun little trivia note. Yeah? Sam, in his original uh, comic origin... So, in his comic origin, originally he was a therapist. That yes. became yeah. the, uh, the Falcon. Well, they then said he actually was mind-controlled by the Red Skull. And before you know all of that, he was actually a you know streetwalker named Snap Wilson oh, that gosh. dressed and looked like a pimp. <laughs> and then they re-retconned it saying that wasn't real but it was you know he was always the social worker to become falcon right there's a little middle story in there that in the past sam was a pimp so that's like a throw-off reference in this show yes okay i kind of like yes. that yes it gave it, that, I'm, gl- I'm actually glad you tell me that because it gives a little bit more weight to him doing that rather than just hey i'm this guy you've never heard of and well, I oh the like smiling a- tiger is this is something I, I, I looked up he is a actual villain yeah. I don't know any, anything about him or much because I just know that he actually is in the comics. We know what Sam knows. He has a terrible nickname. I give a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta forget, this is an audio medium. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, th- the meeting was actually going pretty good. They were they were playing their parts very well until Sam is dumb and didn't silence his phone. And he gets a call from his sister. And he has to talk to her on speakerphone mm-hmm. while trying to be the smiling tiger and trying to be a jag and she's yelling at her kids and And she's like what are you doing (laughs) and calls him by his name yes at that point whatever her name is selena we we're gonna go uh selena or whatever um selena gets shot and we don't know by who i am going with that it was um sharon carter i think it's very possible and even likely Mm -hmm. but we don't have any confirmation on that yeah i i have some theories on sharon so do i and we'll get to that when we get to that point okay because yes then they 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 say okay this woman's dead. Her henchman's dead. We're going to try and just kind of glide out of here. And then we have a, uh, I call it the Smoke and Aces problem. You ever see the movie, Scott? Yes, and I was figuring you were going to bring that up. Because I know you <laughs> actually like that movie. I do like that movie. It's a it's a very entertaining movie. Um, so th- that's the case of a very large bounty gets put on Sam, Zemo, and Bucky. And it gets sent to everyone. All at once. Everyone in Madripoor, and especially the nightclub they're in. Mm-hmm. And they have to fight their way out. Yep, they get out, and who's to meet them? But Sharon. Yes. Sharon then takes her and brings her to her place, and she is 
She's already said that she's not 100% following the law completely. Well, I get it because she was not pardoned like everyone else, which doesn't make a ton of sense. And and her crime was uh, giving Cap his shield and giving Sam his suit back in Civil War. Because really, that is the last time we've seen her. She was not in Infinity War or Endgame. Correct. So we have no idea what happened to her until now. We know that she didn't get blipped, so she's basically been living in Madripoor for five years, you know, on the lam. Yep. And doing quite well for herself as a um, <clears throat> quote-unquote art dealer. So... And you gotta, you got to look at this. Madripoor is being run by the power broker. Yes. Everything in Madripoor, as we stated already, is seedy yes. and, under, and, and underhanded and underworldly. Right. So this leads to that Sharon is doing seedy things. Oh, yes. And she said pretty much that it, what, what it was there. My theory is, all right, she is working for the power broker, which we pretty much already know. But I think she's like the power broker's number, number two and number one person. I say, I've heard theories that she is the power broker. I've heard that too, but I'm not going that far. I'm going with the power broker itself was Amenzola. It's very possible. I mean, if if we're to believe that Isaiah from uh, episode two mm-hmm. was given the serum that he had by the power broker, mm-hmm. the power broker back then would have to be dead because that, that that's a 70 year difference. So yes. if the guy was in power, he had to be in his, well, at the youngest Isaiah, in his Isaiah, got, Isaiah got it in... During Vietnam. Uh, no. Korea. Yes. Uh, Korea? That was Vietnam. Ah, it was Korea. Any, anyways. So that was the 50s. Anyways, that's the reason why I'm saying it's Zola. And that's why I, I, I'm not and, sure if it's Zola or not, but I very well could believe that. Yes, and, and Zola was that computer program mm-hmm. that was in where Cap and Black Oda was in New Jersey. Right. Which all he did was he blew up his own program. Doesn't mean he was never... Oh, oh are you thinking that he was maybe was not only in that location correct okay that is something i had not considered if they bring him back and that's why i'm gonna be super happy and that's why i think he so he's the power broker dealing with all the stuff you know from you know all that time right and he's a computer program and everything to that nature so he would need henchmen exactly and that's what i'm saying i think sarah's like his number one henchman i i actually like that a lot better than her being the power broker yeah because i was kind of envisioning the power broker being sort of a, a dread pirate roberts deal okay where it gets passed on from person to person over the years because obviously unless it is zola mm-hmm. the power broker in the 50s who gave it to isaiah could not be the power broker in what's uh, the show is taking place in 2023 mm-hmm. so but that's where i wanted to give you my no i i, I like that theory a lot that it's it's a lot of fun. Yes. So cr- fingers crossed. You only got two episodes <laughs> left. So yes. So they go and they're looking for who made the serum, and they find that it's some guy named Neil. Yeah. And they go to this it's a shipping yard. shipping yard that was there. So they all go. Sharon then gets you know disappears for a little bit, mm-hmm. and so they go into the into the shipping container. They find Nagel, and then Zemo kills him. Yes. <laughs> well, I, it's the thing is this is entirely predictable mm-hmm. because Zemo has been consistent in his character beliefs since civil war he does not believe that superpowered people should be in power he does not believe they should be there he thinks they're an aberration that's ruining everything so to find the person who has the knowledge to create more super soldiers of course he's gonna murder him and that's perfectly fine perfectly legitimate and i'm all okay with all that here's the here's where the rub comes yeah all right so now they all leave and there's a little firefight outside yeah Sharon appears out of nowhere then. Well, and let's, let's, she was beating the crap out of people while that was all going on. Yes, but. Yes, but. 
so she disappeared and, and all that stuff. My thought is, again, because I feel that she is the number one for Power Broker, she actually called these people in. Okay. And after she called the people in, they started attacking because they knew it would just be able to slow down Bucky and slow down Falcon and Zemo. And so when they're slowing them down, Sharon's able to get something else out of it yeah after they do that then sharon again walks off to a car that's already parked with her assistant there oh yeah and that's so, how you know she's she's not on her own she has people yes and that's how i'm getting these other connections right of why i think she's the number one thing for the power broker why I'm, i think that she is the one that called in these people why i think she's stealing something okay and all that fun stuff i i'm i'm for it i'm down with this i think this is a, a good theory they pretty much left to go back to Latvia. Latvia? Yeah, they went to Latvia, um, and that's where they... Uh, is uh, that where the whole... Is that where Morgothau is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, they, they were going to go somewhere... Another made-up country. No, no, Latvia is real. Which one am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking... What is Dr. Doom in charge of? Uh, Doom is in charge of... Um, uh, it starts with an L, um, but Latvia is Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia. The, the, the three countries like right next to the okay. border of Whenever Russia. I hear Latvia, I think of Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of, um, uh, crap, I'm actually forgetting what the name of this country is. It's, oh, you're a terrible it starts person. with an L. Terrible. Um, it starts with an L. Latveria. Oh, Latvia. Okay. I kind of feel like that's understandable to mix La- up. Latvia is a real country, though. Yes, I'll give you that. It's one of those that I don't always remember. No, no, it's not. It's not that you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fact that you actually thought it was a fake country. It is a real country. They deal in fake countries all the time in the show. <laughs> Latvia is real. Uh, okay, let's just call it one of those minor countries that a while ago I just associated with Doctor Doom because Latvia and Latveria, pretty close. I'm going to give this one to me. I think it's understandable. (laughs) I'm not giving this one to you. I'm sorry. I think you should. No, no. I I feel bad for the people of Latvia. They'll live. (laughs) It's a very nice country, though. I don't think they really care what some filthy American thinks. It's a very nice looking country. I'll give that. Now, what we saw in Latvia Mm -hmm. was not Latvia. That was actually uh, Prague, which is in the Czech Republic. Yes. I'm Um, familiar with Prague. There's a lot of things filmed in Prague, including Wheel of Time. Yes, but yes, off you know the little tangent. tangent So they did go to uh, Latvia Mm -hmm. uh, because they found out that's where Kali was. Now we kind of we just did you know the main three characters. There was a small little thing for um, John Walker, and there's a small little thing for Carly Morgenthau, uh, which we'll get into you know in a second well the john walker thing is really not worth talking about yeah we're just pregnant because it, it, it it's showing his character yeah okay okay but when they get to latvia zemo says i have a place here so they go to the they go to his place and then bucky sees little small orb mm-hmm. and he's like i'm just gonna take a little walk <laughs> uh you guys go settle in and so he picks up the orb and then he goes and he walks down a little further and he sees the other orb and picks up the orb and so he then walks into the alley and he sees a member of the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. That is the women from Wakanda that are supreme warriors. And this this particular one was one of the ones guarding the king in Civil War. This is actually the first one that we see. Yes, this is Io. Yeah. And so that is pretty much what we get up to with the boys. Mm-hmm. Now, the only other stuff you really see, you see John Walker... 
AKA U.S. agent, because we're not calling him Captain America. I I I will not. I feel horrible doing that. I I'm with you. <laughs> I'm down. So we see this douchebag, um, and they are they found where Morgenthau and her friends were holed up, and they're basically rushing in with the uh, the global um, relocation commission. The GSR. GSR. Yeah. Okay. Them who are supposed to be like placing people who were displaced in the blip and they're a benevolent place, yet they have a freaking SWAT team. Yeah, well, the UN does too. <sighs> okay. The UN sucks too, Scott. I actually think the UN's good, but we're not doing that right now. <laughs> Figured you were going to cut it out, so I had to say it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so they find out where they're holed up, and he has this GSR squad with him, and they're basically busting in, shoving guns in everyone's faces, and nobody's talking because they all love Morgenthau and her friends. And then he he utters the words that just make me ooze contempt for him. Do you know who I am? Well, you might as well be wearing a freaking name tag. Of course we know who you are. And the guy had the perfect response. It made me so happy. I do know, and I don't care. So here's the major difference between Walker and Rogers. Wait a minute. We try and keep our episodes to like 30 or 40 minutes, Scott. We don't have five hours to discuss the differences. I'm saying the major difference. Okay. The major difference, okay? All right. The major difference is the man makes the suit for Rogers. Yeah. The suit is all that there is for Walker. Yeah. So you are the man portraying the not just the country, but you're also you're the man that is portraying the morality. And then Walker's just has already has the suit that has the emblem already made for it. Mm-hmm. And he just says, I get the suit. Respect me. Exactly. Whereas Rogers, he's earned the respect. Nobody respected Rogers because of the suit. They respected Rogers because of who and what he was and what he did. Yes. And what Walker is doing is being a douchebag. What Walker is doing is what Jason does all the time. Spout off nonsense? Exactly. Yeah, but I do it in a fun, lovable way. He does it with a gun to your head. Sometimes he has the gun to my head. <laughs> Luckily, it's an audio medium and you can't see it. <laughs> but we are joking. Yes. Just want to make sure you There are no it. weapons on this show. No. Unless you're counting my pocket knife. Um, but yeah, he's he's terrible. He just, he expects everyone to, get, and the problem is, one of the first, the first time we see him is at a propaganda event mm-hmm. so oh, well that's everyone all, the, the first time we see uh rogers as no. cap is that oh yeah event. as cap the first time we see walker as anything is at a propaganda event where he walks out and everyone loves him and everyone says oh you're captain america we love you no one outside of that sphere respects him no and he thinks they should and the problem is what did steve hate walker also hates that he hates the project. He hates that propaganda stuff. Not even propaganda. Bullies. Yeah. Steve Walker, Rogers. Walker is a bully, though. Steve Rogers was absolutely against bullies. Yes. And Walker is a bully. If Rogers met Walker, he would punch him in the face. Yes. Yes, he would. He would. So to equate the two of them is ridiculous. And the show knows this. The show is calling him Captain America, but they know he's terrible. Yes. So. <clears throat> So that's Walker and what he's doing with Battlestar in tow. He's being terrible. <laughs> and then we have Carly, who she, she sees um, a older lady 
that is dying. Yeah. And the old lady is, I forgot her name, but she was actually very important in the story. I don't remember if there's actually anything in the comics with her. But she was pretty much the person that started the global, um, you know, the, the Flag Smashers uh, group itself. Mm-hmm. And you, she's just, she's upset that the, or Carly is upset that she's dying. But the one thing I do want you to see is she had a little chain that had the symbol of a hand with a globe inside of it. Yeah. Now, that hand and the globe inside of it is, for me, I am aware of it as a hand from Judaism. Okay. And that actually is a hand with an eye inside of it. All right. I was always told that it was a symbol of priests. Interesting. Uh, for, for, Jude, uh, for Judaism. But uh, it is a religious symbol. Right. But it's also, and so it's trying to show that the connection of the the religion with the with the world. Okay, so I mean, this woman was a good woman. Yes, and she brought all these refugees together and tried to give them purpose, and and succeeded. I mean, what they did with their purpose is entirely different. But so that was called the Hamsa. Okay. In Judaism. Cool. And just showing Jason a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's essentially what we got out of Carly, except for one other thing. They went on a raid. To get supplies, because the GSR basically stockpiles supplies, Mm -hmm. and they believe that the supplies should be handed out to everyone willy-nilly, which, okay. I I, I think the proper course of action is probably somewhere in the middle. Yes, so stockpiling supplies, I think, is decent, and as long as just supplies to keep on coming in. But as long as you're handing out the supplies. Exactly. The GSR is not handing out the supplies. But what Carly did, which was she blew up the building because they weren't handing up the supplies. Right. Well, well she stole all the supplies too. And, and stealing all the supplies and blowing up the building? Okay. But it's not okay. Scott, what did she leave in the building? People. People. Here's the thing. I, I, she's a terrorist and... Through and through. It, it, there's no denying it. She is a terrorist. Yeah. And if she wanted to blow up the building to send a message that, hey, GSR is done here, get out, fine. But she murdered people. So... They had actually spent pretty much, not episode one because you didn't see her, but episode two mm-hmm. and most of episode three building up a lot of goodwill towards Morgenthau. Yes. And then and that, they that annihilated up. all of it. And I don't know if they did it that way on purpose. I No, they to, did To try and just, you know, show you her point of view, show you that she had altruistic goals and then, but she sucks because she's a murderer. Exactly. And we're going to pretty much start off right there. Yeah. On episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode four is the repercussions from that blowing up the building. Yes. Part of those repercussions is that now Walker is out for blood. Mm -hmm. And he is finding her by finding Sam and Bucky. Which has always been the case. Right. And so Bucky gets told by Ayo that he has a week. Did she even give him that? No, it was like two days. I was going to say, she gave him like no time at all. Yeah, she gave him like like two days to have Zemo... Do what he needs to do because he explained that Zemo, he was using Zemo right. and, to get the stuff. And they, of course, want Zemo because Zemo killed T'Chaka. Exactly. He, he murdered their king. Yes. So, I, yeah, I would imagine as long as he's not yeah. in jail, the Dora Milaje have a, a very large score to settle. Yes. And so then Bucky goes back and he blatantly says, um, the Dora Milaje is going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to help us get the stuff you know going so I can try to protect you and get you back into jail. Uh-huh. Otherwise, Dora Milaje is going to kill you. Right. And Zemo just doesn't trust him. But they then decide, okay, we're now going to go to that bombing yeah. area to find out what we could uh, get some information about the woman. that Because they knew that the woman that died was something that, uh, that Kylie was going to be at for that funeral. Right. And they, they essentially get a location on Carly. 
Mm-hmm. And as they are laying their plans to go and confront her... Oh, we, we got to say how they got... The... So well, you, you, you go into that. So so they go, they split up, you know, each go to a different spot. The guy, uh, Sam and Bucky go and talk to adults. And no adult is actually saying anything. Zemo drops a bag of the Turkish Delight candy. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much bribes children to give him the information. Do you know why he's able to do this? He's creepy. And he's a great character. Yeah, but he, he's so creepy. That's just so creepy See, doing that to children. I guess I didn't I didn't pick up at it as, as creepy because he wasn't doing it for creepy purposes. Extremely manipulative. Very manipulative. And, and, knowing, that, and knowing that children are more manipulative than adults. And again, he manipulated the Avengers into fighting each other. Yep. The dude is a master at manipulation. Exactly. So now, yes. after they get the information. Now, now they're back at Zemo's safe house. And so they go they go to the event, and Zemo sees the little girl that he spoke to before. Mm-hmm. And she then brings him to the area that, that it was, uh, that what was going to happen. And so as soon as they got to the area, then Walker comes in. And Walker's like, you're not going anywhere because you have Zemo. He's like, like, no, hold up. We're going to go, you know, Sam's going to go in. He's going to talk, he's going to talk to uh, Carly. And he's like, fine, I'll give you 10 minutes to talk to Carly. Mm-hmm. So Zemo, Bucky, Battlestar, and Walker all stand outside of the area. Falcon goes in and he, and then you know, the funeral is happening and Carly sees Sam standing on top of the balcony. So then everyone leaves after the funeral. Carly goes to talk to Sam. They're starting to talk um, for a bit. And Sam is using his social skills. Yeah, because he he's he he's a was, social worker. He helped soldiers work through their PTSD. Yes, and he was doing everything that he could. He was getting Carly to be on his side. And then we cut back to Walker, and maybe like three minutes had passed, and he's like, "No, this isn't right. You know, this is not right." And and they're like, "You gave them ten minutes." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, no, no, I don't believe them." And then he barges in and causes a whole kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Small little fight happens. Carly gets away. They go back to Zemo's uh, pleasure palace. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, Walker's now getting in their face. And who comes in the door? The Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. And not just Io. There's like three or four. Yeah. They're there. They're armed. Yeah. Well, there's because there's four guys mm-hmm. so there's you know the four door melage right you know to one to go after each and the door melage is kicking their butts oh yeah even even the one of them who is a super soldier mm-hmm. gets butt handed to him yes because they fight dirty and i love it well it's also because io they show that io was the one that trained bucky into not having the code words yeah, work she, she broke his conditioning but she also went to his shoulder did some button pushing on the on the arm, and the arm just dropped. Mm-hmm. So he lost his arm. Oh, the look on his face was so great when she did that. Yeah, it well, made me so happy. He didn't realize that there was a failsafe on there. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, why not? Uh-huh. So then, Dormelage pretty much we're about to take uh, you know the cap shield because it's vibranium, and you know they shouldn't have that. Uh, right. Oh, that was so great when they because they just handed Walker his yeah. Oh. Uh, Io just said no. Leave that there. Yeah, like it will show that he's not because he lost the battle with oh. the Domalash. The woman had it on her arm and was heading for the door. Yeah, the dude was done. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Io said to, to leave it. Yeah, but Zemo escaped. Yeah, he, he you know, escaped. D- during the battle, he escaped while they were fighting. Yeah, he got he got in a sewer grate in the bathroom and 
Dude is in the wind. Exactly. And after all this goes down and the Dormilage are gone, you see Walker just commiserate that mm-hmm. she wasn't even a super soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I we did skip over something. We did. Sorry. Go ahead. So back when, um, after the funeral, when Sam was talking to Carly, Carly let it spill that, and they were in a room with 20 doses of serum. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they got knocked on the ground and Zemo came in and he was able to just annihilate them. Yes. He was stomping on them. All but one. All but one. And Walker's the one who found it and he pocketed it. Yes. And you know that he's thinking about it because he had this conversation with Battlestar and he asks him, you know, if you had an opportunity to take the serum, would you? And Battlestar right away says, heck yeah, I would. Yeah. But Battlestar has more of a moral compass yes. than Walker does. And, and I got to say this, uh, when we first met Battlestar in episode two, I really didn't like him. He seemed like a little pipsqueak hanger on. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really didn't like him. I know. And you, he did not do anything to ingratiate himself in episode three. Because he just kind of went along with Walker's bullcrap. Yeah. But in four, he was actually... In four, he did a lot to redeem himself and make himself a much better character. Yeah, and, and it showed that he had a moral compass. Yes. And then the next thing we have is they're looking for not just Carly, now they're looking also for Zemo. Mm-hmm. And they uh, Bucky calls Sharon and says, hey, you have all these special connections. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. Yes, air quotes. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's like, you know, put a tracker on Zemo. So she puts a tracker on, uh, she starts to get a satellite to find Zemo and starts to track Zemo. They find Carly... Sam tries again to try to talk to Carly. Carly's like, "No, you, you, you kind of lied to me. Yeah, you know, you had you had, you had the Captain uh, U.S. agent here, you know, sneaking up on us. Yeah, and it should be known they're in full like he's in his Falcon armor, Bucky's, you know, ready to go, and they're they're ready for battle this time. They're not there on yeah. a talking basis. But they, so they start fighting, and the fight is pretty pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Carly kills, um, Battlestar. Well, and I, okay. A, during the fight, we do see that Walker ended up taking the serum because he's obviously powered. Mm -hmm. Battlestar is way out of his league in this. Yes. And yeah, he, he's doing his best, but yeah, she, she drop kicks him into a pillar and he basically, he's a human being. He cannot handle that kind of a. Push. right it probably snapped his spine yeah and walker just loses it yeah and so walker then goes after the only other super powered uh flag smasher that we know of mm-hmm. he starts going after him kicks him out the window they start uh to to battle out in the middle of the street they come across a uh statue you know, which is in the center of Prague, but you know yeah uh, and this is actually a statue of uh, a statue of um one of the you know check leaders okay you know, great leaders and <clears throat> the only reason why i know this is because there was a uh youtube uh series i was i was watching about the honest um i think he calls himself the honest tour guide okay he'll tell you bad things and good things about the places That's and cool. he he's he's based in prague so he tells all the stuff about prague oh, nice. and i've seen that statue in prague during that video during i may have to video. actually check that out that sounds like a cool show um so anyways yes sorry <laughs> That was a tangent. Tangent man. <laughs> but he goes and, you know, he just takes his shield, which is a nice round shield. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really a very sharp edge on this thing. It's a very dull shield. Right. He takes the shield, jams it, 
jams it, jams it. I'm thinking it's going to like, it's pretty much similar to how, what Cap did to Iron Man right. in Civil War. But Cap wasn't trying, once he hit the plate of Iron Man and he got through to actually bust the, the power source, the power source, he stopped. Right. And he left the shield for good after that. Because Cap is a good person. Yes. What U.S. Agent did did was, once that guy started bleeding, he kept on going further and further until the guy was dead. And you you see Carly in the crowd and she's just horrified. Which, all right, let me say this. What Walker did was terrible. Carly has absolutely no right to be horrified. She brought this on herself. It's she has she she killed Battlestar. Yep. But she, but here's the other thing. It was one of her soldiers, and I'm saying this is a soldier in her resistance. Right. Soldiers unfortunately die. Right. And you could be sad for the loss of your soldier, but you can't have revenge aspects because a soldier died her and walker are kind of on the same point with me right now mm-hmm. um i They're both horrible they, they both have ideals that are not necessarily wrong but they're going they're doing everything wrong to achieve them oh their ideals are wholly heartily wrong well okay his ideals are to uphold law mm-hmm. and order yes that's not a bad ideal his the way I- he's going about no, it is terrible no. his ideal is nationalism Plain and simple. If it was nationalism, he wouldn't be in Prague. Well, that's the thing. The U.S. is considered the police state. Eh. He is acting as a police state for the U.S. And you could say the same thing about Steve Rogers, though, because Steve Rogers, as an Avenger, went all over the world as Captain America. But he also, he left... The, he left the nationalism out of it. He only did everything by moral compass. He actually completely took the nation and government out of it. But he still did everything as Captain America yes, in the did. red, white, and blue. He went into foreign countries. He changed exacted his, colors, his will in the red, white, and blue. He but changed when, his colors in in Winter Soldier when he was working for Shield, and he went back to the red, white, and blue after that. He changed his colors after when he was in Infinity War. If you notice, it was no well, white. Yeah, it because was that, only, after that, because blue. he ceased being Captain America in yeah. Civil War when he was running the Avengers out of upstate New York. He was still Captain America. He was still jetting all over the world, uh-huh. doing what he needed to do as Captain America. So yes, in that sense, Rogers and Walker were doing the same thing. I don't necessarily think it's nationalism. I think they're playing a character that is supposed to stand for freedom. And while Cap did things that actually achieved the goal, everything Cap did, everything Rogers did, was aimed at achieving peace and stopping the bad guy. And while I think that Walker is trying to aspire to the same thing, he just murdered someone to do it. Yes. When Cap came close to hurting someone in... Iron Man, he put the shield down. Mm-hmm. So I think that Walker is trying to achieve the same thing Cap did, but he's not up to the task, and he sucks. Yes, and that's where we're leaving off. <laughs> Jason's little rant about Walker sucking. I didn't get to go into Carly yet. Carly is trying to achieve freedom for everybody who was kind of screwed over by the blip. But again, she's killing to do it. She's killing innocent people to do it, and. Her looking horrified when her lieutenant died really bothered me because she exhibited absolutely no remorse 
in letting people burn alive in that GSR building. She exhibited no remorse in killing Battlestar. Mm -hmm. This is something that she is not equipped to do. She can dish it out. She cannot take it. Not at all. Not even a little. And it it's going to be interesting. These next couple episodes are going to be interesting because everything's going to come to a head. I, I was wondering how they were going to get the shield away from Walker. I thought they were going to have to take it from him. I think that that's what it is. They're going to yeah. be taking it because all of that banging with the shield on the guy's chest, well, that was all recorded from oh, everyone yeah. in that center of Frog. Here's the or, thing. They, sorry, are, left, yeah. they are absolutely justified in taking it from him now. Oh, that, yeah. that man is not fit. Yes. And I do want to apologize. We've been saying GSR the entire time. The name of the group is the GCR or the Global Company. No, uh, or the global uh, relocation commission. Yes. Okay. The GRC. I said I said GCR. So G- you said, you've been saying GSR, <laughs> but it's a GRC. Okay. It happens. So we want to apologize <laughs> for that. But that has been our take on episodes three and four. One more episode left for Falcon the Winter Soldier. One more episode from us left. Uh... Two more episodes. All right, you, to be you, shown. You blew my mind there for a second. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought there was six. All right, yes, there are right. six. We get some news. Some good news. Some news. Some news. Well, some news. Mostly good news. Well, good news for me. I know that. Oh, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll start off with what you got. Well, I have a casting of uh, Mads Mikkelsen has joined the cast of Indiana Jones Five with Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waterbridge. Very good. Yeah. I I don't know what to expect out of this movie, but given who's involved... All I gotta say is, Mads Mikkelsen, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I he's pretty great. Yes, I'm happy with that. Sad news, though, first. Yeah. Sad news is Amazon has canceled Lord of the Rings. The massive multi Oh, I was gonna say, you're making the mistake that everybody made, including me. <laughs> you read the first half of the title. Amazon canceled Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, it's just the game. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it like that. I, you, know, you know that. I read that, I saw that title, and my heart stopped, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, oh, it's the game. Which still stinks. I would have liked to have played it, but... Yeah, well, because the game was being developed by some um, company, and that company got bought out by Tencent, yeah. which is a Chinese company, and Amazon's like, no, no, we're just not going to deal with that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's their prerogative. Yeah. Still getting the show, people. It's okay. Um, new trailer... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is out. Uh, it looks great. It looks amazing. Um, there is some great looking kung fu choreography in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's gotten me a lot more excited for this movie. And the fact that we actually get to see a proper Mandarin. That's the thing. Everyone was pissed off from Iron Man 3. And see, I wasn't just because I have absolutely no idea who the Mandarin is. But I understand that I should be. So I'm looking forward to the proper one. Uh, in other Marvel news, Amelia Clark has joined Secret Invasion. Okay. Um, I don't know a ton about Secret Invasion. I believe it's got to do with the Skrulls. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I recall reading, the Skrulls in the comics were not necessarily good guys, and they were invading Earth, and now they're good guys in the movies. So I don't know how this is going to work. But Amelia Clark's going to be in it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Now... On to my news. Oh, take it away, Scott. <laughs> Apple had a uh, tech event today. Mm-hmm. During the tech event, they made a couple of announcements. There's a new iMac, very colorful. Ooh. 
uh, running on the new M1 chip, so it's super fast, okay. super thin, super colorful. All right. Uh, it's, it looks very good. I like it. Probably won't get it. <laughs> uh, I was to say, do you have two grand to drop on it? No, no, no. <laughs> they also released a new color for the iPhone 12. You can oh. now get the iPhone 12 in purple. Ooh. Hey, for a long time, they didn't do colors, so. Yeah. No, no, no. That's I, I completely understand. The uh, next thing was they released an iPad Pro with the M1 chip. And it's becoming more and more like an actual laptop. Which I think is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It's it's super, super fast. Super amazing. Um, I'm fine with my, with my uh, iPad that I have. Yeah. I'm not looking at upgrading anytime soon. Right. Being the fact I just got it maybe a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I don't think I'm going to be... But I like my iPad that I have right now. But I right. think the iPad Pro is so nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you can do that in Photoshop on the iPad Pro. <laughs> oh my God. Well... You can do actual video editing on the iPad Pro truly. <laughs> Well, start saving your pennies. I know, I know, but I can't. <laughs> but the one thing I will be getting, which is something that uh, Apple just announced, is the new fourth-generation Apple TV. Very cool. Now, really, there's not a whole ton of upgrade within it. Uh, it's still got 4K. It's going to have full um, you know, Adobe uh, sound uh, pushing through it and everything to that nature. Great. New remote entirely perfect uh you know it's got a better touch uh, touch and um different okay. kind of you know uh scrolling to be able to get you better scene uh, and scene scrolling but the one thing that i was just like oh my god this is so amazing <laughs> it will do automatic color correction so what you would do is when you get the new apple tv you take your iphone and you have to and you you know bring your iphone towards towards the towards the tv itself and you're going to do some calibrations with the iphone and so your now tv is actually will be calibrated correctly that's and so your apple tv yeah, is actually sending cool. out full color calibration and then what will happen is apple tv will actually color correct everything before it gets sent to your television that's pretty cool so you're getting amazing color especially if if, if you have the money to get a 4k tv and you have a 4k tv you want to get something to be able to give you color correction right and that's what this will do very cool so that's when i'm like oh i am going to get that <laughs> <laughs> i will be recycling my old one um jason <laughs> <laughs> i will be recycling my old one to jason yes um <laughs> but um that is what i was so excited for the final thing that apple was released is the apple tags and and what that is it's a small little circle that will be uh it's called an ear tag, uh, and it will be able to track to the nanometer cool. of an item. And so you you do and you find find your phone, and you can do your Find My app, and it will be able to find this little circle device anywhere. The device itself is thirty dollars, or a pack of four for a hundred, so okay. twenty five dollars each. The little holder that they sell it is thirty five dollars. Oh my gosh! So the holder costs more than the freaking device. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand that, but yeah. whatever. It's Apple. They gen they generally do charge yeah a good amount for their stuff, but they do have good tech. Well, that has been the news. Well, I have been your geek Scott, and I have been your geek Jason. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.